Tasha has been part of Bachelor Nation now for a bit. That's it's been true. a minute. It's possible that like that is <laughs> Oh man, if that if that's 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 going in if that made it. That was the cat. Oh man, that is going in if that made it. Versus and rejections. I'm Michelle, and I'm DJ, and we are nearing the end of our bachelorette journey. Yes, we are. It's it, I. Not us, the show. I mean, <laughs> we are also we're nearing the end of Tasha's batch. We are also nearing the end of that journey. You're aware of that, right? I guess so. Yeah. We're not going to keep talking about her after <laughs> her season ends. Well, in case people were confused about our bachelorette journey, <laughs> if we had some kind of other bachelorette journey. No, this is all about Tasha. Until it's not. <laughs> okay, well, um, so what a doozy this week was. Yeah, this I knew we knew this episode was going to be bad. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about it last time. Yeah, yeah. And it was. Yes. And whatever, it's over now. We're hurtling toward the end, so it, it kind of feels fine. We are. It does feel like we're hurtling there, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's start off with the, the two-on-one. Because we left yeah. at Bennett and Noah's two-on-one date. With the nice cliffhanger of... What's in the box? What's in the box? Well... Tasha never finds out from what we see, apparently. Yeah, I think... Okay, so they they were talking. When The way Bennett answers her is he says, I brought a gift for Noah. And she's just like, okay. Yeah. Like, like, it, like it, it was it a non-issue. Um, and then she spoke with Bennett separately. Yeah, and Noah. She, she like, right, took but, him okay, uh, apart. But, yes, but first she pulled Bennett away separately. Yeah, so they, so they had... We left that where she was talking to the two of them, and she's like, "Is this what happens?" Blah when I'm blah, not blah blah blah. With you guys in the house, she did a little bit more follow up where she yeah. had each of them talk while they were together, and they both just said the same like noise, 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 noise. It didn't matter. And then she like did one on ones with each of them. Right. So the one on one that she had with Bennett was interesting because I agreed with some of the things she said, but not everything she said. Yeah. So like she basically told him. That it wasn't right for him, for Bennett. She told Bennett it wasn't right for him to say to Noah that he had a 0% chance with her. Because it's not his place to say that to him. And she's right. It's yeah. not his place to tell Noah that that he has a 0% chance with Tasha Because she wouldn't have kept him in the house if that was the case. And I think it just kind of felt like he overstepped his boundaries by saying something like that. Now granted, I also think she took this a little too personally... Because that's that just feels like competitive people being competitive with each other. Like a guy saying you have zero percent chance with her doesn't always mean like it's not always so literal. Sometimes it's just like a obviously you have no chance with her. Yeah, it's just like it's just like BS talk. Yeah. And I think too, I think Bennett did real well at this to not come off so much as a jerk, and he didn't try and be too defensive toward Tasha. Right. Like he he tried to affirm her in a lot of places. Yes. I did find it a little surprising that he never brought up the context in which that was said, like yes. where he came in and just said, uh, no, just straight up lied yeah. about what happened, you know, whatever, two, three episodes ago when he got the night canceled and everyone was, you know, yeah. on him. It's just Bennett was being the most vocal, but even easy was dogging on him a little yeah. bit. Um, all the men, all the men yeah. were like Ed jumped on him. Yeah. Um, Jordan, when Jordan was still here, Jordan yeah. jumped on him. Um, yeah, because he, he straight up lied. And now, so two things. One is that we obviously did not see the full two on Monday, and it's possible it was brought up, but 
I don't necessarily believe that because Bennett isn't the kind of guy who talks about other men behind their back. No, he doesn't. He, he hasn't, like, gone to Tasha separately and spoken about Noah to her. Yep, exactly. That never happened because that's not Bennett's character. Exactly. So I don't think it would even, like, I don't think Bennett would even be like, oh, let me tell her about how he lied about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that that even crosses his mind. Yeah, because you know it's dumb. Yeah. Like, he knows that it's not a thing it's not that you do. It. Yeah. And, like, that it it's, makes more sense for anyone to just talk about themselves to the person, you know? Yeah, it would also knock holes in his in his maturity argument because yeah. that would be a super immature thing to do. So, right. And it, Bennett is very consistent. It, this came up a couple of times where Taisha was like, I felt like you were questioning my integrity. Yeah. I don't know where this came from. And Bennett really tried to drive the point home was, I, I was not trying to question your integrity right. this guy just seems like a really bad fit and yeah. he would be a bad husband for you and a bad father right but she was really like latched onto the idea of well i picked him so if you disagree with me picking him you are questioning my integrity and like the i think the problem is that i think noah fed that to her yeah like yeah. when he had the talk with her this prior to all this nonsense yeah. and for some reason it stuck with her yeah and it's so dumb that like he's gotten away or well, quote unquote like gotten away insofar as that she keeps bringing this up this like bullshit line yeah. that he said and because it's it's so silly like there's always this this like nonsense drama between two people that gets fabricated but it doesn't always permeate into the lead and this time it has and i don't know if it's because she like takes noah seriously because i know tasha's like 30 right yeah so she, it's weird she's actually closer in age to noah than she is to bennett but whatever right um but like where where it's just she kind of that got imprinted onto her mm -hmm. this integrity thing which is like of course not I'm not no one should be questioning my integrity right. blah 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 and somehow Bennett has to take the fall for it but yeah. I think it's very silly I I think it's less about the age difference in them and more about the her own insecurities and I think that yeah he's, he's really feeding her, like Noah is feeding her insecurities mm. which and that's gonna just thrive in her. She's gonna be like, "What do you mean? Someone's questioning my integrity?" And yeah. then, and then that's just gonna eat away at her. And that—that that is, anyone could have fed her that line, yeah. but that is just gonna latch onto her. Yeah, which is what informed her decision, and she sent Bennett home. Yeah. Now the way she did this was she came and she sat with both of them, and she sent Bennett home, and she leaves the room with him. And the whole time, Bennett's like, "I'm really sorry. I really didn't want to come across like I'm questioning your integrity." I he was. And he really seemed genuinely surprised that it was Yeah, happening. he seemed shocked. Like, he, he seemed confused and shocked that, like, he was going home on something that wasn't even true. Yeah. And I think we all kind of, and by, uh, I'm using the royal we for the viewers. Yeah, yeah. Could see that, like, it, it wasn't fair to him. And that it's clear he didn't want that to happen. And he was just, he was upset. He was so upset. And it, like, it hurt, it hurt me. Right. Yeah, I, this has been such an unconventional season of The Bachelorette, obviously, yeah. and I think it's been hard for them to just paint, like, the villain sticker on someone, right? Oh, it's Noah. <laughs> and, but, like, they, they, like, try to do something with Bennett with the stupid gift, and we'll talk about this later, but I don't know if there was a reason for how all of this came into play, um, it's just kind of bizarre that we got to a point where Bennett took the fall, was kind of painted as the bad guy, and again, Noah didn't, like, get away with it, but he didn't get sent home immediately. Right, right. well, 
when she walks back into the room, Noah's standing up and he's smiling at her. And she says to him, she she walks up, she goes, don't smile, this isn't a victory for you. Yeah. And she said to him, she didn't want to send Bennett home. Yeah. And she told the camera, the confessional, it didn't feel right sending him home. Yeah. So I was hoping that then and there she would send Noah home. That is not what happened. But... She didn't give him the rose. Yeah. So I, that felt like a minor victory right then and there, but like... <laughs> now we will say, and we, you know, we'll, we'll wait till we get there, but she didn't give him the rose right now. We are leading into a rose ceremony oh, yeah, where we're we, 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 we are about to find out. Yeah. Um, um, but before that, the, yeah. one, the one thing I want to mention between... So we talked about we talked about the conversation that Tasha had with Bennett mm-hmm. a little bit, but we didn't talk about the little bit of conversation that she had with oh, Noah. Yeah. There wasn't a lot, but there was one thing that I wanted to call out. Yeah. Because again, I felt like Noah just was lying straight to her face and I hope that if Tasha watches this season back, <laughs> she can like see it. She but might feel a little silly after I, watching I mean, this probably, season back. But like, I feel like any of the main characters watching it back and seeing what is happening in the background yeah. get that. You're like, damn. But, but there's a, there's a thing where Noah says, he's talking about the way Bennett talks to people oh, and how yeah. Bennett was like rude and stuff. And Noah says, I can handle the jabs. Mm-hmm. And he continues the sentence, but my brain turned off because I was like, no, you can't. It's You're true. a child in the way that you're very immature with how you've been handling these quote unquote jabs. So I hate that he said to her face, yeah, I can handle the jabs. But like, and he, he referenced that like Bennett might talk to her like that someday. And I was like, Bennett would never talk to her like yeah. i got very defensive over him and it just because it just hurt me because this this person who lied got rewarded well yeah and because no other guy has like echoed that sentiment where it's like oh yeah clearly bennett is just condescending like bennett and we've talked about this yes. michelle and i've talked about this privately but like bennett is very secure in his words mm-hmm. and depending who the recipient is you might find that condescending but like he smiles yeah. and is very you know he like he, he embraces you know, like like the warmth of all the guys and very communal person. But, you know, Noah, who's a 25-year-old, immature nothing, um, who, like, yeah, is just bringing nothing to the table. You know, we didn't get uh, – last week we didn't see what got featured for him for the art thing. Like, yeah. they, he was on that mm-hmm. art date and they yeah, just didn't, didn't, they didn't feature a lot it. of his pieces because he was probably like – They didn't feature, like, any of his things. Like, yeah. they, they didn't show his clay figure. They didn't show his – um. His painting, like no, his self-portrait, yeah. they didn't show any it's, of his things. So it was probably just boring, like it wasn't even worth uh, showing. So he, someone like that is just going to probably feel insecure on Bennett, and he clearly does. Yes. Um. So the two-on-one wrapped up with Bennett being sent home, and Noah didn't get a rose. Yeah, so this, the, not two-on-one. It wasn't a date, it was just a conversation. True. It's true. It was like, a, like the lamest two-on-one, but yeah. like whatever. Uh. So then, okay, so then... The cocktail party ensues. Yep. There was, it's not like they jumped straight to the rose ceremony. Yeah, there, there was, was a, a little party. bit of a cocktail party. Uh, and the few things that I wanted to call out from the cocktail party mm-hmm. that I thought were sweet was, um, so Riley said that it was their one week anniversary of being boyfriend and girlfriend, which I thought was really cute. That was cute. And he had, um, like chocolate covered strawberry, like he pulled her away first, brought her to like a, a little secluded area 
and there was like champagne and chocolate covered strawberries for them and it was just very sweet also their outfits matched which was adorable yeah unintentional but adorable uh and then the only other one that i thought was worth mentioning is that zach had gotten a framed photo from their one-on-one date last week yeah the photo shoot yeah the the pink princess wedding dress it was a shot of that and he showed it to her. And I don't know if he gave it to her, but it was just very sweet. It was very nice. And very cute. And he definitely should have given that to her, because for her to have that around and just see it, it's like a really good, like, this hey, is hey. normal. This is what normal is. Yeah, Wedding pictures true. with Zach. That's true. <laughs> um, and in regards to the one-on-one time, she did not get one-on-one time with Noah. Right. Yeah, so she didn't take any one-on-one time with Noah. And now, do you want to talk about who we thought was going to go home? Okay, so uh, as, in terms of just a number counting perspective, there's 11 guys left. Yes. At the beginning of this rose ceremony, two of them had roses. Yes. Uh, ben and Zach? Zach, yes. Okay. They had roses from uh, the one-on-one in the group date. Yes. Um, and there were only five on the table. Yes. So... Three guys. Yes, three guys home. got sent home. Math. Math. I only know because I wrote down who went home. <laughs> um, so yeah, so 11 minus the 2 is 9. Five. So... Should have been 4 that went home? Only three guys went home. Bennett. Oh, sorry. It was 11 at the beginning of the episode. Then it knocked it down to 10. Yes. Two, eight, five, three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> numbers, numbers, numbers. So anyway, three men were going home, and, and we we had assumptions on who was going to go home. Now, well, let's say we who we knew was going to make it. So there were five roses available. Yes. We knew Riley was going to get one, and he did. I think it's more to talk about who we thought was going to go home. Okay, let's talk about who we think was going to make it, because apparently that's what we're doing. <laughs> no, I, no, you're 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 the host. Go no, good. Let's. It doesn't. Why couldn't? Why? Why? Why can't? I was like, let's okay. talk about who we thought was going to go home, and you're like, no. Let's talk about who we knew was going to make it. You could hold on to this, and you could be angry. About I wanted it, to talk. Get... Like I want to lead up to Blake. Go. Okay. So when we were talking about who we thought was going to go home, my number one was like, I know Blake is going home. Yeah. Clay- Blake has been big dick Clay. Big Clay well, yeah. Dick. <laughs> he like we haven't seen him get one on one time with her. We haven't seen. Uh, he seems like he's just joking around. It almost seems like he sort of gave up kind of thing. Like, it's it's obvious she has deeper connections with other men in the house. It was pretty clear that, like, okay, they're done. The other part, I assumed Spencer was also going home because, again, we haven't seen much one-on-one time with them either. Yeah. Um. So I was like, okay, Spencer's probably going to go home uh, because it seems like, like she had that initial, oh, she really likes him, but then that sort of, like, dropped. You know, she's building strong connections with other guys. So I was like, okay, Blake for sure, Spencer, and I figured probably, um, I want, I really wanted Noah, but I figured it would either be Noah or Ed. Yeah. Um. Ed was a pretty sure shot for going home. Yeah, because, because Ed's been sort of like the butt of the joke for, for like, everything. Like, he's been in every, like, credit sequence blooper scene. Oh, and next week is Hometowns. We've, they, they, oh, yeah. Yeah, there was, like, that reveal, so it's right. like, oh, we really are getting down to it because next yeah. week was Hometowns. Right. Which is insane because by, uh, well, we're led to believe that at the beginning of the episode we had 11 men, at the, and by the end we would have four. Um, things ensue. Right. So, so who who did you think was gonna go home? I thought it was Noah, Ed, and Spencer. Noah, Ed, and no, Spencer. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, because I thought, I thought, yeah, sorry. Noah, Blake, Spencer. I was like, Noah, Blake, Spencer, Noah, Blake, Ed. Noah, Blake, Ed, Noah, Blake, Spencer. One of those two iterations. Right. So, so she's giving the roses out. And this was a great moment that I wish, sometimes I wish we could record our reactions to the show. Yeah. But she's giving the roses out and she calls Blake's name. And both me and DJ are like, what? It doesn't make any sense. It makes no 
sense. She has no connection with him. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they're just not showing us everything. But, like, so she calls on him. And we're like, okay, well, that go- there goes one of the roses, which means that more people are going home than I thought. So... Do they maybe it's because he's Canadian and, like, they weren't allowed to... There was, like, that order where, like, you couldn't go back to Canada over the summer. So he's like, guys, I literally can't go back to my home country, so I gotta uh-huh. stay here. And they're like, but, okay. But, like, for what? Another day week whatever it was well, but they're like sure whatever Tasha's only into three guys we know she's she's into three guys she's yeah. into zach ben and brendan yeah. Uh, yeah that's it it's pretty it's, yeah it's gonna come down to one of those three it's true <laughs> okay so the men who went home so spencer went home as we thought ed went home said but like it was inevitable and then damar went home uh pouring out for damar i know i love damar too but also it was one of those ones where it's like you could see that there wasn't yeah. really a connection well it, see it's it's the weird thing right like the fact that she kept like blake yes. over damar yeah, is insane me. to me that yeah me too they did have some fun moments together yeah but also, like, like blake made a dick <laughs> Yeah, also Damar's, like, way more attractive than Blake. Man, we don't know what she's attracted to. That's true. Like, I don't know, can't account for taste. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Yeah. So, okay, so we find out next week's hometown. So we have seven guys left. Yes. We have um, Zach, mm-hmm. Ben, Noah, Brendan, Riley, Ivan, Blake. Good job. Um, Ben gets the one-on-one mm-hmm. date. Uh, and then there... We can, like, skip this one. Well... It's... We'll we'll do a quick thing about it, but so uh, JoJo comes in. Remember JoJo guys? Oh, dude! Oh wait, I, I got to say something about this. Remember last week? I was like, okay, all JoJo has to do is her silly little come in, say the things, talk with Tasha, blah blah. So she gets the men ready for the rose ceremony, and I had an initial like ugh reaction, but it wasn't you know based on anything. I just really missed. It was Chris. based on that it wasn't Chris Harson. <laughs> exactly, but and um, I didn't realize this at the time, but I, I saw it on Twitter. She did not do the um, gentlemen. There's only one rose left. The rest of you will be going home. Tasha, when you're ready. And I know it's small. But I really like that because it, in a very small way, it like builds the tension. Because then, like, oh, you're like, oh, there's one rose left. But like, I, th- I just think that Chris Harrison, he does place setting so well. It's like why he succeeds and like partly why the show works. I think that without that, it's like, oh, I, I, I miss that. So she didn't do the one thing I said she has to do last week. Right. So I'm well- removing points from JoJo. Anyway. Fire JoJo. Her, her, um, I mean, that could be, like, Chris Harrison's, like, calling card, you know? Right? Like, he, that's, like, his thing. And maybe it's, like, it wouldn't have felt right if that's what she did. Maybe she did it and they were like, no, cut it. It doesn't feel good. Like, you know, maybe it happened and we didn't see it because it just didn't, like, sit right. Oh, God. Like, maybe the cut was so bad. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe, (laughs) maybe if she did it, it would have been so much worse. So that's how you have to look at it. It could have been worse. I will tell you that the one thing that I wasn't a fan of is that it was she so Jojo wore this blue satin dress and it, it was like competing with Tasha's dress and I didn't like that because usually Chris Harrison's just wearing like a like a black or dark gray suit whatever that's what happens in The Bachelor yeah but I mean like it's usually what I'm saying is he kind of like I don't want to say fades into the background but he doesn't stand out right like he's mm-hmm. just meant to be the messenger mm-hmm. and he does that she could have worn a black dress she could have worn a suit. She could have worn a suit. She would have looked great in a that suit. That would have been funny. That if she been wore a suit, I would have loved that. Yeah, me too. Except she wore... so uncreative. And you know what made it worse? Tasha was wearing a black dress. Mm-hmm. So Jojo really popped in comparison to Tasha, whereas Tasha should have been the one popping because it's her season. Yeah, yeah. So that was just... That was just me noticing that. 
Um, but, okay, so, so Jojo comes in, tells the guys that next week is going to be hometown, stuff like that. So, Zack starts tearing up. Mm-hmm. Like, he legit starts crying to the other guys. Like, you know how sometimes yeah. when the, when the guys cry to the Bachelorette, you think, oh, like, is this real? Are you just trying to get, like, sympathy points kind of thing? Um, but Zack starts tearing up to the other guys because, like, it just sort of, like, I think it just hits him. Like, how right. real it is and how, like, far he's made it. And the fact that she's going to meet his family really, um, really, like, hit home with him because I think he said something about how his family helped him get to where he was today. Right. And as we remember from last week's date, he had, like, a pretty rough past. So this was, like, it just seemed to hit home with him. Yeah. So then we go on the one-on-one date. Um, I'm going to kind of gloss over this for the most part. Yeah, it's pretty glossable. <laughs> yeah, so they, they go on like a scavenger hunt. They follow clues. They do things like kick piñatas, go into go into the fountains, stuff like that. It, it's like an okay, fun date. Um, sh- they get to the dinner portion of the date. One thing I want to mention is that Ben complimented her shoes as opposed to her dress. He said he always notices the shoes that she's wearing, which I thought was like kind of cute because like the dress always gets attention. It's nice. Yeah. Just from one fashion lover to another. She should have been like, hey, eyes up here. <laughs> Stop looking at my feet. Eyes up but here. But also like I, I think she appreciated it because. No, it's nice. Yeah. Um. So he struggled telling her about himself and you could see it. Like it seemed really uneasy. Like he, he was really fighting to like figure it out, pull out words, like talk about himself. Which is a little unusual, because it's usually you tell a story, you talk about yourself, whatever. Uh, but he was really fighting with it, and he he's talking to... We learned last week that Ben was bulimic for a little bit. Yeah. We learned this week that he had two failed suicide attempts. That's crazy. It was a lot. Um, he mentioned he had two failed suicide attempts, and that his family confidant was like his sister... And he never told her and that she would find out from watching this um, about that. And, like, he felt bad because he didn't know how she would think of him after, like, realizing that. Yeah. And it was just real heavy. And... I feel a ways about this. What ways do you feel? So, it's it, this is the same category as, like, wow, I can't believe they're showing this on, you know, like, TV and having an open conversation about it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to wonder, like, if you're his family and you're seeing that and, like, that's how you're learning it, you're like, oh, my God. Now, you would hope, right? He calls it because there's time between that moment and mm-hmm. air. You, like, call your family, sit him down, and you're like, hey, we need to talk. Yeah, right? You need to learn about this from me and not from TV. Or, and you, I know you can't control how things come out, but, okay, let's say that I had some kind of, like, deep, dark secret that I wanted to share with the lead, um, but I don't want it to be on TV, Fantasy Suites. It's true. There's a 12-hour period of Fantasy Suites where none of that shit goes to air. It's true. And, um, and like, former leads have talked about this before, but, like, that's when you talk about, like, the real shit. You talk about, like, like money stuff and moving stuff. I gotta, and, I gotta tell you, though, yeah. that's a little bit of a mood killer right there. <laughs> you wait until after. Honestly, nice. From what I understand, um, I guess depending on how it goes, but um, I mean, we know, like, for Peter, the the, the windmill, yeah, four yes, times yes. the windmill, right? But um, I don't think much sleeping goes on during that. Because I, I, I really do think, depending on who you are, like, that time is super valuable. Because it truly is time that will not go to air. So, true. just um, something to think about. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, anyway, he gets the rose. We will be getting a Ben hometown. So that's interesting to learn. Confirmed. Like, confirmed. We are getting a Ben hometown. Oh, and they haven't told us how hometowns. No, 
are working yet. Nope. So we don't know if they've be just been super fun. quarantining every family or if it's going to be like a Zoom that. hotel. Because that would have been a lot. Either seven or like twelve families, depending on how that went down. Yeah, assuming that they. S- yeah, it's true. I have no idea. No idea. Anyway. We don't know how hometowns is going to work, but we know we're getting a bed in hometown. Yeah. And that hometowns is happening. I just assumed they would have skipped this one or, like, made it a smaller deal. But whatever. Um, they cut to commercial. But right before they cut to commercial, they show a suicide prevention number hotline, who to call if you're having trouble kind of thing. That was pretty good. It was, it was good. It was good of them to, like, do their due diligence on, like, such a serious topic, you know? Yeah, I mean, you can't have that trigger out there without any kind of follow-up, right? Like, yeah. Like, that's very... Nowadays, it's it's much more frequent. Yeah. Like, television shows, like, if anything deals with, like, sexual assault, it's like, here's the number for Rand. And, yeah. And, like, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So now, the group date. Your favorite group oh date, DG. This is my least favorite date. Not only this season, but maybe of any season ever. I don't have great memory. Um, you know what, though, and that's how bad this season, that, that is how bad this season is. I don't actually think this date is worse than the dodgeball date, which was truly a eternal hellhole yeah. that I will this never isn't. escape from. No, but it's so stupid. It is stupid. Well, it's stupid. That doesn't make it worse than the, the dodgeball date was just cringy. And this is, this isn't cringy, so just dumb. So, okay, so this date is the lie detector date where... Jojo, you know, the person who studied lie detector everything and knows how to do oh this. Oh my gosh. She hooks up the the group date the guys. contestants. She, the she guys. Is wow. the guys. Oh, we should mention um everyone's on the date but Blake. Who's oh left. yeah. Oh yeah. Blake is getting the other one on one date. Yeah. Is what we learned. Which we were like, oh Yeah. Well, like, everyone ex- well, also Ben isn't, obviously. Right, right, but right. He got his one-on-one. So everyone, so the other five, yes. who aren't those two, yes. are on this date. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Now, I wasn't, since she called Blake's name for the rose, I wasn't surprised that he's getting a one-on-one because she knows nothing about him and she's so close with all the other ones. Or she's had one-on-ones with pretty much most of the other ones. I really wanted Riley to get that one-on-one time. But I maybe, know. But maybe she feels more secure in her relationship with Riley and doesn't need the one-on-one time with him. But my concern is that, like, if she did have the one-on-one time with him, he would definitely be going to hometowns. Yeah, I don't know how you is. Now, again, getting a one-on-one in the week before hometowns does not guarantee Correct. you getting to hometown. We see it all the time. Yeah, people that, get sent home. All the time. Yep. It's actually weirdly more often than you would think it is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say more often than not, but like, I don't know, 30% of the time, which is like... It's more often than you would think. You would think yeah. that they make it that far, they get to a one-on-one date, yeah. they are going to get to hometown. You would have thought easy was safe, but... Oh. Um, so, uh, by the way, uh, wh- while we're on that, if I could take a quick diversion, because I, I don't write notes. Michelle writes notes. I just have thoughts that pop up during the thing. But since we were going back to the whole... Um, like hometowns and Blake thing. So if Blake does get a hometown crazy, right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so Jojo was talking to the guys before everything. And I, isn't this where she said like hometowns is where I knew what I was going to be with my fiance. Yes. Okay. So Jojo's season of the bachelorette was in 2016 and she prepared to, um, Jordan Rogers, brother of quarterback, uh, green Bay Packers quarterback, Aaron Rogers, by the way, little factoid there. Of any sports, um, cool. sports, um, 
But is it weird they're not married yet? It's a four-year engagement. It's, like, but long. Like, hear me out. What yeah. if they planned on getting married this year and then was like, screw, we'll just push uh, it to next year? Best laid plans, right? I mean, like... I'd assume she wasn't with him anymore, but she still is. They're just not married, so... Hmm. Go figure. Uh, so the first... So Spencer got the first impression rose from Tasha. Yes. Uh, and he did not make... Um, Final four. Or final seven. That's true. So he was the first person since Desiree season back in 2013, so seven years ago, to get the first impression rose and not make Final Four. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I I, I don't know where I've talked about this before. It's certainly not here. But um, when you get a first impression rose, your odds of making the Final Four is over 50%. You have incredible odds. We've definitely talked about this in the past. Yeah. Like, this has come up between the two of us. So, it, you know what's funny? It's surprising, but I'm also not super surprised because, like, if you think about it, Tasha didn't get as much time with Spencer as she would have if this was a normal season. Yeah. And we were at this point. Like, there would have been That's an true. extra three episodes, right? That's true, yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, could that have affected the equation? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, if it were to happen again, I'm not surprised that this is the season that it happened on. Yeah. So, so. but still interesting. Yeah. So, back to the group date. Right. Lie detector group date. We have five guys on the first date. Can we talk date. about this setup real quick? Dude, I okay. hate this Let's so talk much. About, so, they're in a smaller-ish room. Like, in comparison to some of the other rooms that they've been in. Again. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Please. Again. What? Go. Please. What, what was I going to say? You were going to say, it's how this La Quinta, either they have a lie detector room, or they're just really good at resetting rooms so that it's... This is not like the school, but it, it it feels like someone's basement. For anyone tuning in for the first time this episode, this is a sore subject for DJ. It's not a sore subject. It's, it's a, a fascination. Subject. It's a fascination. <laughs> but and there's a difference. <laughs> okay. I'm fascinated by the fact that because they're trapped in this La Quinta bubble, they have to take rooms that I assume are normally hotel rooms or maintenance closets or whatever and make them into something else. Mm-hmm. They made a thing into a school. Yep. They made a thing into an art studio. Yep. And now they made a thing into an interrogation yes. room. Now, you could argue that things like schools and art studios are kind of like other things that you might find on a resort. Mm-hmm. That's not true for interrogation rooms. I will say that for the art studio and for this interrogation room, it's mostly just dark. Like, I don't know. That's yeah, true. Like, if you go back and look at it, the room is just dark. Like, they hide, they're they hiding whatever it is actually on those walls. Yeah, but, right. like... It's the school. Like, the art studio the is up. pretty dark, except for the middle of the room. And then the interrogation room is dark. It's just dark rooms that they're in. I'm so excited for wherever that Pennsylvania resort is that seems big and massive and has a proper... Ma- I'm so excited. So. so, the setup of this room, this dark little interrogation room, there's two chairs in the front, which is where... For the most part, Jojo and Tasha will be sitting. There's a table that has a MacBook Pro. Oh my god! And a a little box with three lights on it, like a, like traffic lights. They're almost. like little light bulbs. Yeah, yeah. There's three light bulbs. There's a green, a yellow, and a red, like like a traffic sign. And then there's one chair right in front of the table, which is where the person being interrogated will be. And then there's the audience seats behind them, which is where the rest of the guys will sit. Yeah. So they start with Tasha. They are you falling in love? Are you falling in love? She says yes. It goes green. And and so the the, the way this setup is like from our vantage point, right? Mm-hmm. They have the person being interrogated, like quote unquote, like hooked up yeah. to a lie detector or yeah. a polygraph, we should say, right? They keep yes. calling it a lie detector. It's a polygraph. It's a polygraph, right? Yeah. We never see the polygraph. No. We see, like, if you were to watch an episode of CSI, and if in that episode of CSI they hooked someone up to a polygraph, it would look like that or lesser. I was going to say, I feel 
like CSI would even do a better job of this. Because this was, it was like if kids were to recreate, like a home movie lie detector. Kids CSI. Yeah, exactly. Teen CSI. <laughs> and then it was the MacBook Pro with just like an EKG style screensaver. Yeah. But if the rate never changed. Correct. So for the math nerds out there, just a sine wave. Yeah. Just a sine wave. Yeah. For you not math nerds out there, I don't know, Michelle. It's a heart, like a heart rate monitor. With a consistent heart rate. Yeah. You know, all those nervous people and their consistently steady heart rates. It was fun. <laughs> it was arguably pretty funny because I looked at it. I was like, that looks like a screensaver. It legit just looked like a screensaver. It, it's like funny, but like they were really trying to sell yeah. the bit mm-hmm. and it was killing me how much they were trying to sell well, the bit. we, you in particular, notoriously known for nitpicking and... Like I try Listen to, th- to the most nitpicking wherever <laughs> podcasts are sold. I I try to think of this from the perspective of like let's let's say one of their de- demographics is just middle aged moms, right? They're probably not paying attention to that stuff. They're probably just engrossed in the lore of it, right? Oh, they're hooked up to a lie detector. How interesting. Now, the funniest part is, I'm pretty sure there was just producers in the back pressing a button, whether it was green, red, or yellow. That's exactly what was happening. Right? A question, because so green, what they said was, green was, you're telling telling the the truth. truth. Red was, you're you're telling a lie. Yellow was, the lie detector is unclear. That's not a thing. Yeah, it's not a thing. You are either telling the truth or you are lying. Now, we could could go into how positive polygraphs work Mm. and you know it's all polygraphs are based on like percentages there's a control question and it measures you and then it measures variables outside of the control questions and it's like rarely is it so binary there's like a certainty like it starts looking like an earth uh a seismograph yeah, where it's yeah. like sh- 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 <laughs> like it's measuring an earthquake nearby or it's like okay a little bit of a move but it's 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 not so black and white mm-hmm. now the reason i'm like kind of i think this is so dumb is polygraphs aren't these weird arcane machines that people don't know about right like i feel like as a society we're engulfed with polygraphs if you ever watch an episode of Maury, Steve Wilkos. Love Steve Wilkos. I don't know the the, the judge ones, the couples court. Oh, the, couples court. <laughs> you've ever watched any kind of just like straight trash? And this is not a dig, by the way. I love straight trash. Oh, we love trash. If you like us, have watched any of these shows, like you already have a flair yeah. for how these things works. In, right now, I would like to just interject real quick. Yeah, please. On, even on shows like that, they have people who are professional polygraph testers or at least that's what they tell us yeah they, they tell us like these are people who are professional they've been in the fields for like five years and he, <laughs> i'm sorry continue and like i'm led to believe okay these people know what they're reading or doing or looking at and even if they're not they look the part and are yeah. really good liars right yes. like hook mm-hmm. these people up because yeah. they're like uh so we hooked john up here and we found that he was very deceptive on these questions yeah, yeah. and blah 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 and they give you a right. whole thing and even if it's total bullshit, like, they try and make it believable. Yeah. The reason I actually think, now that I think about it, I'm so mad at this date, was just a lack of effort and craftsmanship. Yeah. It really I did. really think that's what it was. Yeah, it doesn't help that we are big fans of those trashy shows where we see professional polygraph, like... Administrators. Administrators giving out these things and telling us what they saw. Like, um... On, I think it's Couples Court, there's a specific polygraph person, administrator, yeah. and she goes, he didn't make eye contact, and he crossed his legs, oh and turned God. away, and that was signs that he was being deceptive, and the test shows he was deceptive. And I'm like, oh, you get him. But like, <laughs> so like, 
we we see stuff like that a lot because that's just like what we enjoy to watch well and polygraphs are everywhere right like yes. ocean's 11 crime yeah. shows csi docu- csi documentaries about crime shows crime drama podcasts they're everywhere so what this feels like is someone just like was listening to their true prime uh true crime podcast on mm-hmm. oj simpson oh yeah remember when they hooked up oj to a polygraph that dude hey come on get that get this as a, as a date <laughs> I want a polygraph date, and I but want little effort. But, like, they couldn't get an actual polygraph machine, because they're probably very expensive. Yeah. And, like, someone who administers and them, also probably expensive. So they were like, let's just put some wires on the people, and we'll, we'll get this, like, light bulb thing, and we'll have someone in the back pressing the buttons to make the colors light up. So why don't we actually jump into this date pretty quick? It's so stupid. It's really dumb. Um... So, th- there's only two that I want to really call out yeah. from the other, all the guys who went, and, like, Tasha. So, Zach went, and they asked Zach if he's ever cheated before. Mm-hmm. And Zach said yes. He admitted. And it, the light went green. Imagine if it went red. Because he was telling the truth. <laughs> right. But then Tasha said to the confessional, and I don't know if this was a Franken cut of this, but she said she was disappointed in him for having had cheated. Now, here's the thing. You can't hook someone up to a lie detector, lie detector, quote unquote, ask them if they've cheated, and then when they admit to it, get upset and get disappointed in them. If you don't want to know, don't ask. He's in a lose-lose. He was in a lose-lose. If he lies, it picks up and it's like, you lie! But if he tells the truth, like... She's disappointed because he did the action, and it's like, that seems like a lose-lose. Remind me, I want to touch on that when we get to the cocktail party portion of it. But the other lie detector results that I wanted to talk about was they asked... Now, again, we didn't see everyone's questions for every single thing. Yeah. But they asked Riley if that was his full name, and he said, he said yes, and, yeah. it, and it turned red. Orange. Orange. So this is what's dumb. Right. Two things. So JoJo goes to Riley. So Riley's an attorney, and he says, oh, I, I bet you're familiar with these uh, a lot. And he goes, I actually tell my clients not to use these because they're, they're very- they're not accurate. Which, like, if you're an attorney, that's, like, really good attorney revi- yeah. advice to tell your clients- yeah. There's a reason we don't use polygraphs in court. Like, it's yeah. for this reason. Right. We use it on trashy TV shows because it's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, way more interesting television. Um, and so the other thing is, they, <laughs> I hate this so much. JoJo goes, okay, Riley, we're going to ask you the control question to, to create a baseline for your questions. And that is a thing that is done. Yes. Because you match that wavelength. With all yeah. the other wavelengths, yeah. there, that's how you go forward. So she goes, is your full name some Dwayne Riley whatever? Like, yeah. I forget, like, what his, like, full name is, right? Sorry, yeah. Riley, I should I should And then he goes, yes. And then it turns orange. And then they're like, that's weird. Is he lying? And it's like, yes. you just talked about the fucking baseline. Yeah, the control question. They don't hook. The point of the control question is to figure out, are you wearing a white shirt? Right. No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no like oh god it's so stupid right so so this was a pretty stupid date i don't hate theater on these shows but i do hate bad theater and this is bad theater yeah it wasn't well put together and they've definitely put more effort into other dates which is why it's like stuff like this is pretty upsetting like to see it's like it gets boring right because it's like no one it doesn't anyway do you know what it is so if you go to see a broadway show if you go to see like wicked or mary poppins right Mm -hmm. like you know that when they're flying, 
they're hooked up to wires. Yeah. But you're like, oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe you see the wires, but it's, like, thin. If they were hooked up to, like, like climber gear harnesses that they clearly strap on as they get, like, hoisted up, right. it takes away the magic, right? Yeah. You gotta do it sly. You gotta make the wires thin. Yeah. Honestly, the Baxter's usually good about making the wires, like, thin enough, so you're mm-hmm. like, ha ha ha, this is fun. I just think that in this date, it was so obviously lazy that it was just... Tr- garbage i have a question for you yeah how how far in advance do you think they have these dates set up like do you think they have all the dates planned out through the whole season from the beginning of the season this season or normally i think normally they have a little more play because you can go to thailand and kind of figure it out like you can go to thailand walk amongst the street food vendors and be like i think we have a date here there's some kind of festival going on and we have a guide and you can like cobble together a date for this season i have no idea because I'm curious if, like, with Chris Harrison being out, if, like, a lot of things just sort of fell apart. <laughs> I could totally see that. Right? We, the one thing we don't know, we are only allowed to see how much work Chris Harrison does when they show us that. Yes. The one time, the most recent time I this became relevant was during Colton season. Mm-hmm. Because yes. after Colton did the infamous fence hop, yes. like we saw Chris Harrison was going to work. Like yeah. he made phone calls, he mm-hmm. got in the van, mm-hmm. he ran down, he was talking to the camera, like he was coordinating guys. And you're like, oh my goodness, Chris Harrison does a lot of work. Yeah. And we get to see that. So that's like a really good point. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know how much of the three ring circus that he leads. Yeah. And with him being gone. Anyway, okay, so this, that whole, that date was like a joke. It was trash. But then we get to the cocktail portion, and we learn some interesting things, particularly about the guys. Um, And again, I'm gonna hone in on Zach and Riley, since they're the ones who um, sort of had the most interesting reactions. And the show makes a point of it. Yeah. The show, like, is like, here, storyline. Yeah. So, okay, so Zach mentioned that he had cheated, and now he was hooked up to a quote-unquote lie detector test. Mm-hmm. Um, Tasha asks him about it. Now, he is not hooked up to anything, and this is where he could lie. I'm not saying he did lie, but I'm saying that his response seemed very it could have definitely been a lie. So, th- they're doing this stupid, like, um, trying to pull the wool over your eyes. So, in the confessionals, Tasha's like, cheating's a no-go for me. Yeah. You know, I'm really worried about Zach. Yeah. You, know, you know what I say? Once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. And like all this stuff about how she's going to eviscerate Zach yeah. for cheating. Now, I would like to say with context that they do not introduce into here because find out it's not needed. But like we know Zach used to have a su- substance abuse problem. Yes. And he could have been like, yeah, I cheated. Remember when I told you that I was mad addicted to alcohol and drugs? Yeah. I was a nightmare. I had a girlfriend. I had fr- girlfriends who I cheated on frequently because I was addicted to alcohol and drugs. Right. Like, they they <laughs> definitely take it very much out of context. And, like, and like last episode, they're like, oh, remember Zach? Oh, he had all these problems. And, and like, he's better now. And, and then this episode, they're like, he's a cheater. It's stupid because, like, if you took a person who had substance abuse problems and has been sober for a significant amount of time and, like, started their own business, mm-hmm. and you were like, yeah, I cheated when I had substance abuse problems. I don't cheat now. I would be inclined to believe that person. Right. Well, what was interesting was the story he told this time. And I again, I'm, I'm, I want to believe it's the truth, but if there were a chance for him to lie, this would be it. He said that when he was in the sixth grade, he had a girlfriend and he made out with someone else. At a bowl of Rama. At a bowl of Rama, he very specifically called out. This is the... And and that was all he said. And Tisha's like, oh, is that it? Ah, ha, ha. Now, I, I, so this is the other stupid thing, right? 
I guess Tasha not is like kind of cool with cheating. It's not like that's not cheating, right? Right. It's, it's silly and banal and like just. I mean, it's one of those like, oh, it happened forever ago. You were a child. Blah blah blah. Right, but it is cheating. Yes. But like, it doesn't matter, right? So you know, hey Tasha, get your story straight. I guess you're cool with cheating. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so Zach says he's falling in love with Tasha. Tasha's. He does drop that. He probably drops. an appropriate time or right before hometowns. It's yeah. probably appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Like, out of all the times to say it, and the fact that they had a one-on-one, and, like, this was an, an appropriate time to say it. He says he's falling with, in love with her. Yeah. She says it back. Yeah. She tells him that she's falling in love with him, too. Yeah. Pretty pretty sure we're getting a Zach hometown. Like, I'm pretty sure that goes without saying. We already knew this, but, like, her saying that really established it. Yeah, like, we thought we knew, and we were right, but now we know. Yeah, like he's not going home before hometowns, uh, or at least that would. Can you be... imagine that I'm falling in love with you? JK, get sent home, yeah. Get wrecked. Well, that happened on um, Rachel season. Remember, they were well. It was at hometowns that, that she. Yeah, I know that's a little different. It happens after hometowns. It never happens before because you can't find five guys to say I'm falling in love with you. Yeah, like you could find four. Yeah. you can't find five. So then, right. So on the the only other one was Riley. He mentioned that he had a lot of bad family stuff. That happened um, where he had, like, a bad relationship. He originally had a bad relationship with his dad, and then his dad was, like, lying or saying bad things about his mom. So then he started believing the bad things about his mom. But then, like, it eventually worked out, and he changed his name legally. And his mom was there when he changed his name, and that's why the quote-unquote lie detector went off, weirdly. That must have been a thing where, like, because the producers, like, in in casting or auditions, you must find out so much info on these people. So, like, obviously that was a setup. Yeah, Um, of course. And I I feel bad. It seems like Riley did come from a broken home, and he's slow to talk about it. And look, like, some of those family issues stuff, and it's hard when you're on TV, right? That's one of those things that you could say yeah. in fantasy suites, like, listen, or, yeah. you know, even a one-on-one, because we've talked about sometimes right. how little time you're afforded in the cocktail hour portion of a group I date. Mean, I I understand maybe bringing this sort of topic up before a hometown, like, bringing up, like, hey, my home isn't necessarily great. So, like, yeah. you, you're sort of prepping the person, like, like, hey, it's, like... It's a little uneasy. Whose season was it with Dean? Who was Dean's season? Was it Hannah or was it Becca? Um, oh, who was Dean a contestant Yeah, on? sorry. I think it was Becca's season. Yeah, I think so too. But remember when he was... Oh, no, I think it was... No, it was, Rachel. was Rachel. It was Rachel. Yeah, it was Rachel. Yeah, I forgot. And remember when he went to Rachel like, my dad's crazy. He was the one that Rachel said I love you to. Yeah. And then got sent home. Yeah. Oh, Dean, you've come so far. Oh, my God. Um, I think he's still living with what's her name, Caitlin, in a van. Yeah. Um, if I'm not up to date on that, by the way, fans, I'm sorry. Um, maybe I'll get back to that one. But yeah, and he was like, "My dad's super crazy," and Rachel's like, "I'm sure it'll be fine." And he tried to tell her, "You don't understand. This is gonna go really bad." And it did. It went so bad. But it was really. It was probably the most entertaining hometown. That, like, I've seen. Yeah, and, like, I don't know how you measure that when you're on when you're on the show. And, see, it's so easy to not have to deal with it when it's not upcoming. Mm-hmm. It's like, hometowns, that's, for, that's forever away. Hometowns are next week. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, that's that's when it becomes real. And right. you, you, if you want a shot, you have to bring it up in some way. But right. the, the reality is some people are in, like, tough situations. Shit. Tasha's dad, she knew that was going to be a rough yeah. one mm-hmm. because she was on Colton season. Yep. And um, 
well, we'll just say it. We don't know what's going to happen, but Tasha's dude, Tasha's dad seemed to be down with the cause insofar as she didn't want her being with a white guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, he didn't want her being with a white guy. Right. And yes. like, yo, man, your preference, like, whatever. Yeah. But it made shit awkward make when shit. Colton was like, uh, sir, may I have permission? Yeah, oh, it, was, yeah, it like, was, like, uncomfortable. Fuck, man! Um, Dude, by the way, because we know there's gonna be at least two, two white, white guys. guys going to home. T- oh, well, that's that's hometowns. That's not finale. Yeah, you don't yeah. meet her family in a finale. Right, well, right. how's this? I'm willing to bet serious money there will be at least one white at guy least, for the finale. There's gotta be at least two. Well, the finale, how many finale. men are in the... Two. Just, just two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, okay. Only two people meet the... So, Leeds family. Right. So there's going to be at least one. At white least one. Guy. I will bet money. It might be two. a white. It might be two white guys. It's, it's, I mean, it's, what's what's Brendan? Do we know? What Brendan I don't know, and I don't want to start guessing yeah, race. So I'll find out, and okay. like we'll get back to this one. But I will say, Michelle, it's totally possible that it's a white guy and a black guy. Yeah. And if that happens, and like, oh my god, we could be in for some like serious yes. racial dramas. Boy, what a way to end 2020. Yep. <laughs> Come back next week for race talk on the back. JK, that's not a thing. Anyway, it might be. It no, really I, might be. Okay, what I'm saying is that they're not. They're gonna do their best to not like have that be. No, I know, I know. Well, Tasha won't make a point of, of it because she doesn't. That's yeah. not a thing. She's gonna be like, Dad. But that might happen off camera. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's like true. they're not that's gonna. True. I don't think that they're gonna focus on that because that's not woke. And well, yeah, and that's like a thing. Also, I was wrong because I forgot Ivan is. Ivan is mixed. We know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could make it. It could. It could. Unlikely, but it could just be Ivan and Riley. That's that, what that it could, could totally come happen. down to. It's there's a non zero percent chance that that yeah. could happen. I wouldn't put money on it, but uh, I definitely wouldn't yeah. put money on I, it. And I, I will say th- that line of um, I don't know what you would call it, but like that basically storyline is only one you know from watching Colton's season. Yeah, like if you have clean slate and you know Tasha's dad is sure. like just whoever makes you happy, honey. Mm-hmm. Um. I will say, uh, and then we'll, we'll get back to this, sorry, but um, one thing I also remember is just outside of the fact that um, Colt was white, Tasha's dad just didn't seem to be down with the cause of, like, this process in general. Mm-hmm. He was like, you're going to marry a guy yeah. who you've known for two months. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was also, like, a red flag. Yeah. So, yeah, they, and what's interesting about the show is that will happen with families during hometowns. That happens, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. It rarely happens with the Leeds family, because the Leeds family is supposed to be so happy yeah. for their son or daughter yeah. who's going to get married. So, this I mean, is going to be a hoot. To be fair, it's been a minute where Tasha's been on Bachelor Nation, right? Like, she was a contestant on Colton's season, and that's where all this stuff went down. And that's where Tasha's dad was, yep. like, not a fan. But since then, she's been on Biff. Yep. And now she is the lead on this yeah. season. I like to think he's a little bit more understanding. I'm sure he is. Right. Like, um, I don't think he's going to be as much of a, a brick wall to this process. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that she's spoken with him. I'm sure he can see that it's making her happy. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a little bit better. That's not going to fix the race thing. But, like, well, we'll see in regards to the up. process, I imagine I, he'll be more lenient. I think it's also different when when you're not the lead and you're vying for one person's attention. Yes. It's like, oh, this is the person, you know, yay or nay, like, will they pick you, that yes. whole thing. Mm-hmm. But when you're the lead, you have agency yes. in mm-hmm. who you're going to pick. Right, And then course. that's kind of, you know, yes. how it boils down. Also, you just tell your dad... Listen, none of these last anyway, yeah. so pff, we're cool. I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so back to the group date. Tasha didn't give out the rose. Yeah, this was so weird. So she she did a whole thing about, you're all amazing, and I couldn't possibly pick one. I mean, okay, I do have to say, they all really opened up to her. That we saw. We that don't we know saw. what Noah said. I mean, yeah, but, like, who cares? I, right, He exactly. He maybe has, like, one more week. I really don't yeah, think he's, he's making it to he's hometown. Gone. Like he's, she has such stronger connections with other. Yeah. Anyway, um, she said that all of them gave such like powerful, powerful and personal. Can I tell you what I really think it came down to? Yeah. So she told Zach she was falling in love with him, and then Riley really opened up to her about like that serious family thing. I don't think she knew who she wanted to give the rose to yet, or I don't think she felt comfortable giving to one over the other in that particular scenario. So she said, I'm going to hold on to it and I'll give it to you later. I'll get I'll give it out later. So here's my thing with this. Um just give the rose, Tasha. Like just give some of the rose. Give it to the person who you said I'm falling in right. love with you to. Yeah. Just give it to Zach. If if you can't decide if you can't decide between two people, you give one the rose, and then the other one gets the other rose during the yeah. rose ceremony. It's such an easy process yeah. of elimination. Yeah, it does seem it is weird. I don't know what goes on in her head to like she didn't give a rose during the two-on-one she didn't give a rose during this group day it's like what are you waiting for just like i understand not doing the two-on-one okay you don't feel a connection with either of them sure you only have a certain amount of roses left i understand not wanting to give it to one of the ones you don't feel 100 percent on but during this group date, you at least know you feel hundred. You said I love you to one of those guys. That's the guy who gets your rose. I'm falling in love with you, Michelle. I'm falling with it's you. Ve- excuse- very dis- excuse me. The bachelor language has layers. I believe it's. Um, I I'm starting to have feelings for you. Yeah, I um, have feelings for you. I have feelings for you. My feelings are like growing with you, mm-hmm. and then it's like I'm starting. I could. What about the? I could. See oh, myself- I can see myself falling. Yeah, there's all this stupid language. It's almost it's, like they have a script. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, it's the the show is part of the zeitgeist, and people watch the show. Uh, okay, can we talk about this part of the episode, which I would like to say genuinely surprised me. Okay, so yeah, so some background first. So talk about hurtling toward the end. So we're watching this episode, mm-hmm. and the group date ends. She doesn't give a rose, and there's 15 minutes left yeah, in the episode. Yeah, it was like 9.45. So I'm like, oh, Michelle, I guess Blake Moynes is one-on-one or not one-on-one is going to be 10 minutes long. Yeah, I was like, he's probably going to get sent home, right? Like, he's probably going to go on the one-on-one, they're going to send him home. So there is there is a scenario under normal circumstances where the group date starts, or sorry, the one-on-one date starts, they flat, they fast forward through it, mm-hmm. um, she doesn't give him the rose, and they go to rose ceremony. That's right. not inconceivable, it's also not what happens. The also, what could have been conceivable is if they went through the whole group date and it ended and the rose ceremony is what started the next episode. That's another one too. Because that's kind of what happened this episode. Yeah. Like, sans the two-on-one, or the two, <sighs> yeah. We were on track for one episode. There was one episode where it was blew on it up. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, okay, maybe the group... Or Blake Moyne's date will just be the end of the episode, and then they'll do the rose ceremony next episode. Sure. Um, that's not what happened. I This is maybe the first time this season that I was genuinely surprised. Yeah, for sure. Genuinely surprised. So here's what happened. Tasha's walking back to her suite from this group date. She opens the... So- the, the way that her suite is set up, right, is that there's a weird, like, threshold. So there's a gate. It's like a privacy gate. Yeah, there's a gate with a wall, and that has a private courtyard, mm-hmm. and then the house. Yes. So there's there's two doors it's you like gotta get. It's like a house. It's like a legit house, and there's the, there's like, it's like a fence that she walks into. But it's a full seven foot tall fence, yes, right, with a is, wall. So it's like, a legit, like, wall it's like one of those good fences where it's just like a privacy fence where it's like you are not seeing through, you are not getting anything. Yeah, it's a straight up wall. Yeah. So it's like 
if you wanted to break in, you got to get like, you know, climbing gear to go over this or break through the door Hulk style. Mm -hmm. So there's no way to see like what's on the other side of this at all. Right. So go ahead. Okay. So she opens the gate. And we, our camera angle is on her face. Yeah, we can see her face and we can't see whatever it is she is looking at. From the cameraman's perspective. Correct. And she walks in and she is surprised and she gasps. And we hear, we hear before we see, we hear, hello, Tasha. And my, my heart jumped and the camera for a split second goes on to Bennett. I have to say, this was cut masterfully. Yes. We, we don't, we, we always talk about what we hate. You know, rarely do we talk about what we like, what they do well. This was done so well because the, Ben has a very distinct voice. Yes. So we hear the hello, Mm Tasha," which that might've been takes by the way, because we don't see him mouths it. Like it totally could have been like, uh, Ben, can you say hello, Tasha" 30 times? Yeah, it's true. And they took like the best one. Mm -hmm. Cause you hear it and you're like, is that before your brain processes, is that Bennett? You see his face. Yes. It's cut so well. Cause that's when my brain went, I'm like, is that Bennett? And then you see him immediately and it's such shock. And then it goes to commercial. But I have to tell you, one of the reasons that I think that this succeeded so masterfully as opposed to any of the other quote unquote surprises that they tried this season is that they didn't tease it. They weren't like, yep. what happens? And pro- possibly because they didn't want to spoil the fact that Bennett gets sent home. Because that happened this episode. So it's possible that they didn't want to spoil that, him coming back. But the fact that there was no teaser for it meant that I was genuinely surprised when it happened. And I, I was so surprised that, like, I screamed. Yeah, like, yeah. I was so, like, I, after, like, that crap date and whatever, all the seriousness, it was so nice, like, to see him again. So, okay, so he's there, right? Like, he's there. Tasha is just about as surprised as I assume all of the viewers are, because I don't know if any of the, any of the rest of you were expecting it, but I was not. No, because they never even teased, like, her surprise face opening the yeah, gate. Yeah, like, it's true. This came out of nowhere. It was so great. I'm I'm so pro. They need to do more of this. They where do. It's just it's like, better. It's just like a, what's going to happen? And, like, as you're watching it, you get the surprise, not like the, oh, you should watch it, because the surprise will happen. And it's interesting, because they'll bring people back... Um, like I remember during Nick's season, like Caitlin like knocked on the door and it was just yeah. like a whole big thing yeah. and it was stupid. It was just like the traditional chat. But with this, it's so curious because there's no way he left, mm-hmm. right? I mean, no, he was gone for, it was a day. It was one day. And we, the reason that we know that it was only one day is because when they, so he, he goes to talk to her. He says that he spent the night thinking about it. Yep. Like, he spent all day thinking about it, and he basically told her that, like, he apologized to her a bunch. He said he didn't mean to come across like he didn't, um, what was the word? Uh, inconsiderate. Oh, That he was being inconsiderate of her feelings. He said that was not his intention. Yep. He apologized to her. Um, he said that he just wanted to let her know these things, and that, uh, I guess because he was caught so off guard last night when it happened. Yeah. That he, he just wanted to let her know that. Um, and he said he didn't want to tell her what to do or, like, how to proceed with this or anything like that. And she said she wanted to sleep on it. Because she mentioned when it happened that it didn't feel right that it happened. She said it didn't feel right sending him home, right? Yeah. Um, and now there's a chance that he's back. At yeah. least, I mean, it's bizarre because, like, I really don't see him making it super far. So it's interesting that they're even allowing this. You know what it is? So we could talk about this now. We've gotten to a point where because hometowns are next week, 
and that's our final four, mm-hmm. we pretty much know three. We've 100% confirmed Ben. Yes. Like, the, it's a lock. That's we know it. We're very confident on Zach. Yeah. And I'm willing to bet Brendan. Yeah, I feel pretty good about Brendan, too. So if we think those three are locks, mm-hmm. I think that fourth spot is up for grabs. Like, it yes. could be Riley. Yes. It could be Bennett. It's not going to be Blake, even though he has a it's one-on-one. Not, it's not going to like, be Like, I'm sorry, Blake, but... Um, you sculpted a penis. <laughs> like, you brought this upon you. I can't even believe you made it this far. So... I, that was the other genuine surprise. Yeah. I, I think we're at a point now. Um, episode ended, by the way. Oh yeah, that's end. so. Oh well, he tries to kiss her, and she doesn't. She yeah, doesn't go for it. Yeah, which was like, I get it. Like, like slow your too roll. Soon, too soon, too soon, too right? soon, too soon. And, and then the episode pretty much ends, and we get like no. Oh, we do get a little bit of teaser for next episode. We do get a little um, bit of a teaser. Like we don't know what's gonna happen, but you do see him walk into the room with the other guys. And there's the whole, Noah, you look like you've seen a ghost. I, okay, so, so let's, let's talk about program, right? Yes. Okay. So, and this will also be part of our podcast release schedule. Next week, so Monday and Tuesday, there are episodes. Yes. Monday is an episode, Mm -hmm. probably the the rest of the episode before Hometowns and the Mental All. Correct. It's probably split hour, hour. Right. Yeah, I would say so. They're probably they're gonna resolve this Bennett stuff, and they're yep. gonna have Blake Moyne's date and the rose ceremony. And I imagine yep. that will just be what's gonna happen on Monday's episode, and that's like it. Okay. So, with that said, who do we think our final four? Let's okay. try and get this okay. locked in official. Well, more like final three, right? Because we know Ben. That's true. That's true. Right. So, like, okay. So Ben, obviously Ben, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Zach. Like, it, it just feels like a no-brainer with Zach. Like, I'm, like, 96% on Zach, and I I don't see her having a stronger connection with any of the other guys, mm-hmm. which is yep. why, like, there's still, what, out of those three slots, I feel confident picking him. Yeah. Brendan, I am less sure of than Zach, but I still feel like he has a much stronger connection with her than the other guys. It's like a by-comparison thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're in a comparison thing. And there's so few opportunities left to grow that yeah. at this point. We're pretty much... Right. We're at the end game now. <laughs> yeah. It's... Right. So, Brendan... Okay, so Ben, Zach, Brendan, and then that last slot is where it gets tricky, right? Like, um, I want to say Ivan. I don't know if it's going to be Ivan. I don't think so. Um, More likely Riley than Ivan, but even then I don't feel that connection. It's hard, though, because like, I don't really feel a connection between her and any of the other guys. I want to say I want to say Ivan because that's the only other one she's had a one-on-one with. Yeah. She didn't have a one-on-one with Noah Bennett. Or Riley. And Blake is going home. Right? Like, he's yeah. going home. He's not getting that that rose. Unless he miraculously opens up. We will eat so much crow oh, yeah. if Blake gets hometowns. I will. Yeah. Seriously. Like, if, if Blake gets to hometowns, I will. I will eat my hat. My non-existent hat. I think I said I would eat my hat if uh, she sent home Noah or not. I forgot what I said I would eat my hat for. You did get the prediction right, by the way. Uh, well, half Semi. right. Yeah. I said that both were going to be sent home. Um, I said Bennett was going to get sent home uh, and keep Noah, but it was kind of like an in-between. Right, like she didn't give him the rose then and <laughs> Wound up being wrong about that anyway, yeah. so it's like all predictions invalid. So, yeah. all right, so final three, or like final four. So Ben. Yes. Do it, Zach. Do, Zach. Brendan. Brendan. I'm going to go with Ivan. Ivan, all right. I have yours. I'm swapping Ivan for Ben. Okay. And here's why. I don't think she brings Bennett back to not bring him to hometowns. Now, to be fair, we don't know that she's bringing him back. Even this far. Sure. Okay. Because how did this have to go down in terms of him 
being even brought back in this capacity they're like so it's possible that the men who quote-unquote get sent home don't actually get sent home they might be kept in the bubble for the men tell all interesting like different part of the resort like yes. they just like moved we talked about this huge oh, resort and they're only using a quarter of it how right how would that be though like all the guys who who aren't assholes like just get to hang out like get did you have a like, vacation yeah. easy and like the rest of the guys yeah, just like yeah. growing out yeah that'd be fun i'd want to watch i'd watch that show yeah <laughs> um so that's that's final four. Yes. So then Tuesday, yes, we get hometown. Correct. We're not sure of the format yet. They haven't told us. Someone will get eliminated. Are are you willing to give your final three? I mean, it's it's all the ones I pick minus Ivan. So Bennett, Zach, Brendan. Yeah, I'm with you there too. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty solid. Like unless one of them majorly f's up, or yep. like Blake is like this god by the end of his like one on one. I don't imagine that differently. Like she had strong connections with three of those men. Yep. Through this whole time here. Yeah. The only other one who I semi-saw a connection with was Spencer, but then he just kind of gave up trying, and so did she. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, what happens. That's, that's how it goes. Um, so then Monday of the following week, this yes. is December 21st, will be Fantasy Suites. Who goes home? Let's do this. Let's just give our predictions for the rest of the season. I think Ben goes home. Whoa! You think yeah. Ben goes home after Fantasy Suites? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nasty. I just, I just do. I don't, I don't know. I think they have a strong connection, but I think in the end, like, I think she has a stronger connection with Brent. Like I've seen her have a lot of fun with Brendan, right? Not so much with Ben. Okay. So I can see it coming down to Brendan and Zach. Zach. Okay, so mm-hmm. that'll be the twenty-first fantasy suites. As far as my prediction, I'm going to say it's Zach and Ben. Okay, gonna be my final two, and then the finale will be. <laughs> Tuesday, December 22nd, three days before Christmas. Um, not sure what that relates to Hanukkah. Sorry, I don't mean to be so Christian-centric. I think Hanukkah starts this week. I'm going to Google Hanukkah. Real quick. Is it that early this year? I, I do. I do think it starts this week. I uh, one of my Yeah, best. Thursday, December 10th to Friday, December 18th. And I don't want to so take So well much, after Hanukkah. I don't want to take too much credit for this. One of my best friends is Jewish, so... <laughs> So, anyway actually so hanukkah is messing up the fantasy suite schedule if that's wow, like a thing that's not how right. i would have phrased that uh, <laughs> uh so yeah finale december 22nd um i think zach wins i could see that yeah. she hasn't said to anyone else that she's loved like yeah. falling in love Th- with this them. information may change as we um, Yo, it's definitely gonna this may but, but let's see how but for official predictions we should write this down so so like sure. we have it for posterity yeah yeah Okay. So I'm writing this down. It'll be here. So you, you have. Can you do it after? Yeah, this? no, I know. I'm, I'm just okay. saying. So just want to confirm you have Zach and uh, Brendan is your final yes. two, and I have Zach. And we both think, think Zach. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. Um, as far as our release schedule goes, so. We're going to. You're hearing this episode on its normal Friday slot. The next episode you hear from us should be Tuesday, December 15th. Yes, prior to the episode, Which Aaron. will be recapping the Monday, December 14th episode, so you'll have, like, less than 24 hours to, 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 <laughs> to ingest this episode. You'd be better off just on Wednesday listening to both. Like, I mean, you could do that, too, because we're not doing one episode recapping everything. We're doing two episodes. Yeah, we're going to do two episodes. Yeah. Just feels better. But we might need to make predictions, and, you know. Yeah, yeah. So some stuff might be relevant. And then the next episode, I don't know if it's going to be in our normal Friday or if it'll be Wednesday, so we could pick up we'll on that heat. Out. Yeah, uh, just check this feed, check yeah. the Pop Break TV mm-hmm. schedule feed, and then um, the next episode after that will be Tuesday, December 22nd, we'll be, we're, where we'll be recapping Fantasy Suites, and then our final episode for Tasha Season will be out sometime later that week. What? And then, I guess we'll have an episode out the following week, the week of December 28th, to preview Matt James's season, oh and then the week after that, Matt James's season. I mean, we don't need... We'll I would like to do out. one. I would like to do one previewing Matt James's ladies. Okay. Well, let's let's wrap up this It might episode. just be me. It might just be me by myself. I'm kidding. <laughs> 
Anyway, let's wrap up this episode. Fashion. Well, that's it. it. Oh, right. The 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 bits. this episode. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. this roses and rejections. Not yeah. The episode. Tate's episode is over right now. <laughs> so fashion corner. Um, a few things with the men during the last rose ceremony that Ed was in. Ed was wearing his suit and nice shoes and no socks. In that same episode, Bennett was wearing his suit and nice shoes and no socks. And is that a thing? Because I don't like it. So I doubt they're wearing no socks. They're probably wearing the socks no that show go... Socks. Bo- yeah, no Excuse show socks. Me. If they are not... They're probably wearing no show socks because I can't imagine how uncomfortable those shoes are without any socks. Yeah. But like, is that a thing? I'm not subscribed to GQ, so I don't know. I it don't... might be. I have not gotten the memo. I don't I'll I mean, tell you like, this, not in corporate America. I, yeah, of course. I appreciate the men branching out and trying to, like, do different things or have different looks. But, I don't know, it's, maybe it's just because it's new. But, like, I'm usually, I'm usually game. I'm usually hip for the fashion trends. But, like, this just looks, I don't know, it looks like they forgot to put on socks. And the cool thing about socks, it's the one area where you get some cool customization yeah, yeah, yeah. with your outfit. Like, yeah. it's usually, like, tie, pocket, square, socks. and socks. Like, and you can wear some fun socks. Yeah. So, I'm a fan of fun socks. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so there was that. Um, I already spoke about JoJo's blue satin dress. Um, the the date with Ben, we we talked about her shoes, but her dress she was wearing this um, it's like a co- a black cocktail dress. It was very sparkly in the sense that whenever she moved, it like it like glistened like snow a lot. Um, I was a fan of it. I thought it was very, it was just very pretty and very eye-catchy. I also like sparkly things, so <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, and then the last outfit that I wanted to talk about was the group date, the lie detector group date oh outfit. This was a crazy, so it was a white strapless romper, which sounds not interesting at all, except there was a huge, like, cape attached to it. A waist cape. It was like a, it was like a skirt attached to the back. Yep. So, like... But it was huge. So, like, it kind of looked like a high-low dress, where in the front it was short, mm. and in the back it was very long. Like, it went it went to the floor. And it was very ruffly and very dramatic. And whenever she turned or moved, it, like, swooshed behind her. And it was just, like, very... I loved it. It was like, like what an anime character would have. It, it was something an anime character would have. It was just very, like... It was very... I just... I would wear it. Very powerful statement outfit. She also, you know what I've noticed? She wears a lot of white. She does wear a lot of white. interesting because they don't typically wear a ton of white because that's usually like the final outfit, right? Yeah, well they've previewed what I believe to be her final outfit. It's that like satin mermaid style white dress with like the little flowy thing in the back. Do you remember? I don't. They they preview it for a little bit. But like Um, she's worn, like she wore the one last week or two weeks ago, the the white mermaid style dress cocktail dress that had like the leafy beady patterns on so she just she wears a lot of white i'm i'd be curious to because that last dress from the previous I'm as, sure. as i recall is stunning i'd be curious <laughs> who the designer is oh. I'd, be, I'd be curious um hmm. they always say at the end credits but they don't like show the tag like vera wang or yeah, whatever not. yeah it's definitely not vera wang i'm but... sorry i okay, this is anyway. my, I have such a shallow <laughs> knowledge of dress designers i'm actually pretty impressed she got vera wang so calvin klein oh my gosh okay, okay. Stop. Right, you were right. you were ahead and then you just sorry my bad anyway okay um best part worst part yeah my go sure best part um there wasn't a lot of jolly in this episode my best part was bennett coming back bennett that surprise See, bennett that was good but i don't think that was my best if you can't part. pick anything else how is it not um it's tough i man i really didn't like this episode this was such a so-so episode i'll say my best part was it, ben is very good at opening up mm-hmm. and i 
I, I appreciate when he does it. Because I feel like I don't get a lot of Ben, and, like, I really don't think there's a lot of personality there. But there's a lot of character, yes. if that makes sense. Sure. It's nice to see. I'll give his talk with Taisha. I'll give that my best part. Okay. Worst part? P- faux polygraph. Yeah, same. Don't need to say any more on that. Same. Great. I mean, we talked about it enough. Okay. And your final rose. Bennett! Back <laughs> from the dead! Yeah, it's That's pretty That's so great! Yeah. That was pretty good. Pretty impressive. Um, I, I was... I am so rarely genuinely surprised by the show. What was your best part, right? Um, so. Yeah, well, again, yeah. like... I just, I've been watching the show for so many seasons, and, like, yeah. I watched all the, um, the best of yeah. when they were doing oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, there were so few times where I was, like, genuinely surprised by stuff. A lot of times because they teased the shit out of it. Like, Colton jumping over, over the fence. Yeah. That could have been something super surprising, except they teased the shit out of it throughout the whole freaking season. The Lauren Ari. That was a truly genuine surprise. That was that surprising. That was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the stuff with, um, on Hannah's season, the guy, um, I can't remember his name. Jed? Jed. 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 Right? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, the not, music guy. Not Jeb. Not Jeb. <laughs> Jed. Uh, like, that was telegraphed. Yeah. Um, this stuff, this season with Claire, telegraphed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's rare to get true surprises. The, the last time, and this was not on the scale of that, but I'm like, when was actually surprised before? And it was like, mm. the Lauren Ari stuff was like, wow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give my final rose to Riley. Yeah. For opening up about that stuff. Because, like, I'm proud of Bennett for coming back, obviously. But, like, I feel like Riley's in a position where opening up about something like that is going to be difficult because... Maybe his connection with Tasha isn't as strong as with some of the other guys. And opening up with something like that could have been detrimental to him. Yeah, it's true. Also, it's hard to do. To talk about, like, your family not being perfect, that's hard to talk about. Yeah, especially if it's something you've had to struggle with. Um, yeah, that can be really tough. Because you don't want to have this, like, perception of, like, oh, I got this, like, broken family and it's baggage. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, right? Like, you... A lot of the things that we hear on stories are about how you've overcome something. It's like, I overcame this bad thing. Look at all I'm bringing to the table. But if it's like, my family sucks, it's like, that's not baggage you want to have. But sometimes it's a reality and you gotta talk about it. Yeah, so that was, um, that's my flowers. And that's... That's the end of the episode, right? You will hear from us on Tuesday, yep. December 15th, with yep. our... I guess it'll be a recap of the remainder of this and the men tell all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see if anything interesting happens. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what happens when they bring Claire's men back and if they feel like they were gypped. Yeah. Because I feel like they will. That, that'll that be an interesting thing uh, for the men tell all. So we shall see. Yeah. Until then... Um, Listen to all of the other podcasts on the Pop Break TV feed. Please check those out. Uh, Stay tuned for the rest of this uh, arc. Yeah. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Zippy by Day. I'm at M. Crouchy Designs. And uh, that's it. See you next week, everybody. Bye. We love you.